Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik Pickardian. Jared Brandon down in Nashville. Oh, he, he's back. There's only one Jared Brandon this week. Yep. <laughs> wow. Jared Brandon. Jared Brandon. Right, there we go. Uh, hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Dumbag. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We're thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. Oh, hell yeah. Heck yeah. We got, uh, boy, we got, man, we got full house. House. With us. House. Uh, across the table. Yes. The the effervescent. Yes. And bubbly. Bubbly. <laughs> Both of those bubbly. things. Yes. Shooting rainbows and happy faces from his from his mouth and eyeballs. The 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 lovely, the wonderful, Rob sparkling. Chave. I'm running for. I'm Rob, running for him to run out. Go of ahead. Them. Yes. <laughs> I'm Rob Shave, Matt Cow amplification. Can you can you see the sparkles coming see. off this guy? It's raw. Yes. I have no idea what to make of this. We also <laughs> have a, a, a super special guest um, that I'm very happy to have on the show tonight. Guest, who are you? My name is Blair White. And you do My- what, Blair White? I uh, am one of the owners of Eastside Music Supply in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. So we had the fortune of, uh, well, we'll talk about our history. Talk with about it. Eastside yeah. Music Supply once we get into the, 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 the guts of things, okay? Yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but I'm very happy to have him on. I ran into him at NAMM this year, and uh, I said, we've got to have you on the show, and he said, okay. So here we are. Hey, Todd. Yes. You always remember, you should support your local music retailer. You absolutely should do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just say that one more time. Absolutely. And maybe one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) Support your local guitar store. Love it. Yes. All right. So, um... We, we're going to catch up on, on all the things that's going on down in Nashville at a unique guitar store there. Um, and we have a lot to hear from the, the peanut gallery here. Nah. Uh, Who's yeah. in the peanut gallery? Well. I am. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't see any peanuts when I came in here. Yes. Anyways, uh, you're dragging this one out, so I'm going to try to get around it. <laughs> Um, Do your best. We, we just have a, a, a couple of announcements, uh, or at least maybe one. I had a fantastic <laughs> exchange with uh, our good friend, Ant- Anthony Gemolero. Anthony Gemolero. He yeah, sent man. this to me, and it actually just like completely doubled me over. It was great. Uh, Anthony's one of our long, su- long-running supporters on Patreon. Maybe he likes to go by Anthony. 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 All right, so uh, we actually talk quite a bit on here, and that's what happens if you send messages, dug yeah. on it. Yeah. So he says, he pops in, he says, uh, he just sent this message, and it says, um, uh, this was an exchange between him and his friend. Okay, it says, dude, um, dude, strats are awesome. They Now, everybody sends me strat stuff, just so you know. I got the one before that was some guy playing pool with a Stratocaster headstock, you know. <laughs> Anyways, um because uh, everybody knows I, I, you love strats. I just love them so much. Um, yep. Anyways, he says, dude, strats are awesome. They just need a few minor mods, like changing the scale from tw- uh, to 24 and three quarters. 
12 inch <laughs> radius mahogany body with a maple top, two humbuckers, ABR1 <laughs> bridge, a stop bar tailpiece, separate tone and volume controls for each pickup, and a 3L3R headstock. Aside from that, I think Leo got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got yourself yeah. a Fender Gibson. <laughs> so I uh, was just doubling over there. Uh, that was really, really funny. Uh, and he said, hey, I thought you'd like this. It was, it was great. So that was a conversation between him and his buddy, Gabs, um, who turned him on to Mar- Marvin Guitars. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and and I think that might have been actually how I got turned on to Marvin Guitars. I think they but, named that after yeah. my dog. And he's in a band called The Ravagers, which I'm uh, going to check out. So anyways, uh, thanks for that, uh, Anthony and Gabs. Anthony. Anthony. Yes. We ha- are going to be selecting... Uh, a oh, yes. special gift. The yes, a special two giveaways, two two DIY packages DIY. from Copper yeah. Sound. Copper Sound. That's right. Uh, one to an executive producer and yes. one to a grand poobah. Yes, very nice. Very very exciting. So uh, hopefully, this uh, we still get to choose. I got to see when that comes back out. Uh, let's find out what's going on in our music. Wait, wait, hold on, Tony. You know, we get a lot of people joining all the time. Yes. And they might be sitting going, what am I getting into here? For the good people who might be listening for the first time. For the very first time. Yes, or maybe the second time. Let me apologize. What do we do here? Let me apologize in advance. No. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) No, we like to talk about gear. We like to talk about guitars and amps and pedals and all the good stuff. Yeah. The stuff that you use every day if you like to play guitar. That's right. And we talk to uh, both big and small manufacturers, boutique manufacturers, uh, every once in a while, we'll have uh, 101s where we learn a lot about special things. We've got one coming up. We just did one on Vox. That's right. Well, the one coming. And DIY on breadboarding. And the one coming up, in the words of Jan Brady, is Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. That's right. Featuring our very own uh, amp guru over here. Who? Uh, the the Dr. Fix-It. Uh, Rob Chafe. Chafe. Uh, yes, who's ha- probably handled more kinds of amps than, well, most people. Well, most people. But yes. Not, yeah. He's handled more amps than people or? Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> most assuredly. Yes. I've been keeping count. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, so that's all good stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we do. And if you listen and you like Go back and you know, there's you got two hundred and three hundred and twenty-five. Like I was three hundred and twenty-six. By two hundred, I meant there's really two hundred really good ones. This will be and then about hundred and twenty-six right. other ones. Yes, this is episode three twenty-seven. Oh wow! Can you believe that? I can't that, believe that it. That is absolutely. Nuts. It seems right. like you know, like we got we broke two hundred and that then the counting stopped. Yes. Uh so before we go on too far, um, Blair, can you tell everybody where they can go check out uh, the things that you do? Sure. Yeah, um, we're on all of the socials and whatnot. Uh, EastsideMusicSupply.com, um, Eastside Music Supply on Instagram, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're actually we don't have a TikTok yet, but give us like we ha- we have like the name, but like kids, we're coming. Just give us some time. We're going to get on the TikToks, too, you know. But, uh, yeah, you type it in. It should come up pretty. Awesome. Awesome. Now, what did I hear? To, I just heard this on the news today what? that uh, Elon Musk is changing mm-hmm. the name of Twitter to X. Yes. X, yeah. the band, actually 
posted a thing that said, uh, We are not affiliated we're, with We're big fans <laughs> of your new logo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they did. They posted are you serious? Because yes. <laughs> it looks, it's like, oh, you know. Oh. It's literally an X. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. That's hilarious. It is. Oh, well. Oh, boy. If so it, many if things it, going if, on. If it ain't broke, don't break yes. it. Oh, and speaking of X, I'm very excited because they did do a return date because they had to cancel for a medical emergency. Ooh. Yes, so um, they're going to be coming out. Yeah, so you should maybe get a yeah, ticket maybe, or whatever. Maybe I should. Or um, you can just give me one of I think Hex yours. might be going to that. Hex. Yeah. Hex rhymes with X. Hex. He's going to be on the show, too. Hex uh, Matos, my good friend. What? And uh, Grand Poobah. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, all righty. Let's find out what's going on with the rather flat-haired and uh, red-faced Tony today. Tanya Blonsky, take it away. Well, Todd, this week I've been busy tearing out my... Wait, you guys are twins today. We are twinsies. I have, you guys are I have, both wearing like a but weird I have, olive shirt and, and short... Well, I have Unusually salmon. short I have salmon shorts. Pants. Mine is mine Are you are sure salmon. his shirt isn't gray? No, it's kind of grayish green. Yeah. Okay. The All lighting right. in here sucks. And, yeah. yeah. Anyways. All right, yes. Tony, go. So this week I've been tearing out my bathroom or helping the guys that I hired tear out Watching my bathroom. Destroy your bathroom. <laughs> oh my god, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I, I it, it's dirty, it's nasty, and I can't wait till they're done and out of there. But that's not for about another month. Anyhow, um, a, a buddy of mine sent me. I, I sometimes buy vicariously through him. Um, he Does this have to do with the bathroom? No. You said that was, you were just saying that? I'm just saying that. He's okay. just been dealing right. with just let him vent. All right. I found a guitar when I opened up the wall. I mean, that's it was, right. a, that was <laughs> it was a Stradivarius guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, my buddy sent me a photo. He says, uh, somebody wants to sell me this. And it is like a late 50s, early 60s Carvin double neck. So a Mando oh. top and a six string bottom. And I said, just buy it. Just buy it. Because he, he likes oddball stuff. Steve? No, not Steve. Oh, okay. No, Steve. Steve's a little more conservative. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I, I have other friends, Todd. Anyhow. Um, two. S- uh, yeah, one and two. Yeah. Well, well, besides us. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, um, I found it kind of interesting. And, I, I you know, Carvin was one of those companies that surprisingly was around really in the late 40s, about the same time Leo started building things out in California. And their early works in the 50s and even into the 60s were pretty primitive. I mean, they were, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, you look at Moserates, you look at some early Fenders, you look at some other things. And, and you know, guitars from that era were not, you know, really fancy, kind of crude. And but this one looks so cool, and especially with a Mando top neck and a um, you know the, the just a stock six string on the bottom, and 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 my buddy likes some he likes those double neck things like that from time to time. But anyhow, um, yeah, I just found it kind of interesting, and you know, sadly, and I'm not sure why they did this because Carvin had a, a really strong reputation. You know, they sold directly to consumer. They had you know PA equipment. They had guitars. They had amps. And they were all decent quality, um, but you know, the, for some reason, what five, six years ago, they changed the name to Kiesel, which was the, is well. In the eighties, they were doing really well. Well, yeah, they, had they were a, making good stuff. Well, they had a store on on I think on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, there was oh, also right. there was also one in Santa Ana. Yeah, 
So, hmm. you know, there is... That's I, where my I, famous peenie story came from. Ah. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about that on the podcast. Yes. We have a G rating. Wasn't, wasn't all their electronic <laughs> stuff also made in USA? Yeah, most of it. I mean, yeah. towards the end, I think they started importing some so, things. So that's your answer right there. Yeah. Well, they, maybe. They couldn't. They, could, they couldn't sustain PV it. PV learned that lesson five yeah. years before yeah. they did. But also, I don't know if you know or not, but Carvin split. Oh, I did and, not. And Kiesel um, was the grandson, whoever's running it now, something Kiesel. Yeah. Um, he took over the guitar division, renamed it Kiesel, but they, they separated as two separate completely different companies. But I don't think Carvin exists anymore. It, it doesn't. The Carvin for electronics continued under Carvin Audio or whatever, a okay. whole separate company staying on its own, LLC, yada, yada. Yeah. And then it collapsed a few years after that. Uh, so basically, the grandson came in, said, "You know, yeah, let me do this, this, this. Let me take it over. I'll make it work." And he has. Yeah. And then the electronics side, the other, I don't know yeah. what it was, two other grandkids or something were running that. And hmm. Rob, He's a- while you're talking about the, um, oh wait, what'd you say? Go ahead. Blair? Oh no, I was just saying, the grandson's like, "Listen, you got it wrong. Got to get rid of these headstocks, and then we can move forward with guitars. No, no headstocks." Uh, the Kiesel, you know, they got yes, the headless, yes. the head, they're like oh. all those, like, yeah, they've, you got, know, yeah. the, they've got some of those, they've got, they've got a bunch of different stuff now, and they, they do the fan guitars and all this. Yeah, they're nuts, those guitars are insane. Yeah, yeah, they do nuts stuff, like the, yeah, crazy, nine string extended range. Yeah. 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 I like that. One more time. Nope, if you didn't sample it, you missed it. Yeah. Now, Rob, on the note of Carvin. Uh, they made guitars, and, and coming from California, I mean, I actually, those were I saw those a lot. Yeah, yeah. all over the place. I'm um, sure. Yeah. And obviously, they made amps. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. Maybe a lot of people don't know that, but they did make a lot of amps. Oh, oh, yeah. they, they made a really killer tube amp that would give Mesa a run for its money. Well, that's what, what was I was going to ask. Have you run across many Carvins, and what do you think of them? I've run across a fair number. Um, yeah. Not not I'm sh- not as many as I'm sure because freight charges to get it, you know, across sure. the U.S. Um, Everything from okay to pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't no, really have their own sound, did they? As much? Um, no, 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 not not so much as yeah, like other brands that this sounds like this, Marshall sounds like Marshall, Vox sounds like Vox. Um, no, it was a little bit of everything. It's um, yeah, probably more Fendery based and. I, no. I, they had a lot of high gain stuff. They had the whole Legacy series that was yeah. those two oh, and three channel the right. stuff. Steve Vai, yeah. and, and the old stuff, the X one hundred Bs. Yeah, those, yeah, those were, things are sick. Yeah, those are like a two-channel Marshall-y thing. So, I mean, yeah. they kind of tried to cover And they kind of hit their, the high, the peak of their stuff when all the rack gear was coming out. I, I, can't, I can't say for sure when their big sales thing was. I know that probably late 70s through very early 90s would have probably been the most prolific time I remember seeing guitar yeah. amps around. yeah. But, I mean, I, yeah, for me, it was the late 80s and the, yeah. end of the 90s. But, but then again, of all the stuff I've seen, it's probably the uh, the uh, Vi stuff I yeah. see the most often. So Yeah. And that was later, so who knows. As I remember, I mean, the resale on them was like nothing because okay. they were inexpensive to, so, to purchase directly from Carvin. So I ordered a Carvin T, custom-made thing, maybe 25 years ago, we'll say, and I paid eight 900 bucks for it, and it was neck through, 24 fret, all the stuff. Great guitar. Um, but it was eight nine hundred bucks. I could not give that thing away. You could have given it to me. I ended up selling it for less than three hundred dollars. Oh my! Couldn't <laughs> took it to a couple guitar shows. Couldn't give them away. Finally, somebody came up was interested. I had like four something marked on, and the guy was like, "What will you take?" I was like, "How much money you got in your pocket?" <laughs> wow! It's got to go away. I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. Wow. But now that they're called Kiesel and all the stuff, even yep. the old carbon stuff's worth. 
a pretty it's, penny guitar wise. It's going more. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So, anyways, we hijacked your whole thing there. That's okay. That was my music world this week. <laughs> yeah. All of that. <laughs> All that stuff. Wow. Yeah. You can get. Holy moly. Yeah. That's cheap, cheap stuff out there. If you want to get it and try it out. Which is kind of crazy because that was amps. Yeah. that was like on the higher scale of thing back, uh, you know, back then. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, let's find out what's going on with Air. Oh, is uh, not Air. I'm so sorry, Blair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What's going on in your music world, man? Music world. Lots of. I mean, I guess uh, like shop world or just music. Non shop world. world. We're gonna get to your shop world. Non shop world. Yeah. Well, that's fun stuff. Um, doing. Uh, just finished doing some um, new tunes with uh, a guy that I play. Actually, that I play like synthesizer and drones and percussion with, which is fun. Wow. Um, to kind of step away from the guitar. So we just finished up um, a, a record that we're going to be putting out. His name is Charlie Witten. Great guy. Better guitar player than I am. I just get to make noises and use pedals and old synths and be a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was fun. Anytime I get to play music, you know, in my in my ripe old age with my children and my business, um, I'm having a good time. So yeah. Uh, that's uh that's been kind of what's new in my music world and then uh yeah just um you know I'm, i get to play with all the gear before it like we're allowed to talk about it yeah so like there's just been so much cool stuff come out lately so i've kind of gotten a more revived sense of like being excited about like some gear so i've just been nerding out at home like i used to which is you know it's a bit refreshing it's really nice that's awesome man I yeah. think uh, that's uh, and w- again we'll get into your shop and everything, but you just touched on something that we've brought up in the past, which is like if you really love to eat pizza, don't work at a pizza uh, <laughs> yeah shop or whatever. Totally, yeah. But there, does that you know does that actually apply to guitar stuff? We'll find out more. Well, you don't yeah. have to answer now. We'll find okay, out. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this. Yeah, folks. indeed. I don't know why you can't work at a pizza shop if you love pizza. Oh, you, you can. Well, you can. Yeah. But, but you could. It could ruin it. It could ruin pizza for you. Really? All this and mo- all this and more. Guitar knobs. Yes, Pod- exactly. It might. Tony. Later. Tony. Tony's it baffled. Might. He's like, I don't see how that could happen. Oh, just the aroma. Uh, a, a, a freshly baked pie. <laughs> if that's all you smelled all day, hey, look, I know people from other industries, and, mm-hmm. and that has that has like killed their, um, you know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Desire for I guess maybe things. I do need to work in a pizza parlor. Yeah, how long it lasts. Yes. You should work in a poop store. Anyway. <laughs> no, what? What? That doesn't even make sense. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good quality joke. Yeah. That's a good, good quality joke right there. That's, uh, that's like a Michael Scott joke right there. Yeah. Stay, stay yeah. on the poop store. All right. Uh, Jared, about yourself. Oh, yes. So um, uh, the first little tidbit I'd like to talk about is uh, my my friend and I and his brother um, played a long time ago together and we're starting to play again. And now that I'm in Nashville and they are instead of two and a half hours away, they're more like seven and a half hours away. All we do is we just like to collaborate uh, my friend writes tunes and he does rhythms and all that kind of thing. And I like to add add um, layers of of uh, music to it, like by little little violin parts and um, 
uh, guitar parts, acoustic guitar parts, little lead lines, and maybe a, a lead once in a while. Uh, so it's just a, a really good time, and it's it's getting me to tune up my guitars more and just kind of use my equipment a little more. Um, I got some pretty cool PreSonus 8-inch uh, speakers, uh, monitors. Uh, they're pretty, pretty nice. Uh, they're really loud. I didn't expect them to be this loud, but I did that so I can kind of help mix the stuff. And, and uh, so I got some pretty cool... I've never had monitor, studio monitors in my life. I've never had them. This is my first time, and I just hook them right up to the focus right that I use, uh-huh. and uh, it's they're fantastic. It's like I wish I would have bought some of these twenty years ago. Yeah, it's a game changer. It is, it is, and and uh, and yeah, you can just kind of hear everything without having headphones, and um, yeah, it's it's great. So yeah, just uh, doing a lot of um, collaborating, recording uh, if. Uh, shameless uh, plug, uh, Stranger Remnant on uh, Instagram and TikTok. So look us up if you want to hear some retro uh, style music, probably from the 90s, because that's what we do, because we just can't get out of that era. <laughs> we, do it go. we do it for fun, and uh, that's that's why we do it, and we enjoy it. We're, we're guitar players. That's so. the best reason ever. Yep. Indeed. Robbie? Yes. What's going on oh, in your sorry. music world this week? <laughs> I was like, what? He just sorry woke up. That. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, he sorry, hates sorry. I took us. a nap. He hates the show. He hates to talk. <laughs> why are you, why why do you keep coming back? Uh, I love that you're here. Every week but or so. Love- I'm getting really curious. Are you I auditing us or something? No, no, no. I, I got cleaning service comes in the house every week, no, okay. two weeks, so right. I gotta get out of the way. You know. uh, <laughs> That's the reason why. That makes perfect sense now. Go ahead. Uh okay, music week. Um I think I've mentioned before that I'm going through and comparing different speakers, selection speakers. Did Mm-mm. I mention this? Mm-mm. Oh, I don't think okay. you did. So I, I got the a lot of customers obviously ask, you know, uh, thinking about changing speaker in my amp. What change? I've done that it? several times with you. There you go. And and most of the time, for if it's a dirty amp, they go after a selection. Majority of the time, um, clean amp, you know, a Jensen or a Weber. But um, so I've got a couple of two uh, twelves, Marshall two twelves. Now I'm trying to load with different speakers that kind of you know the most popular ones. And I was actually even thinking about going with two four twelves. So I have eight mm-hmm. options. But I said, man, that's crazy. So I'm going through and A-being a bunch of different speakers and going, yeah, you know, let's keep this one in this you know, cabinet. But, um, yeah, so I had four different V30s that were all older ones from the 90s. Mm. And I purposely had these all sitting around because I'd already gone through many different V30s from different stages, Chinese and all these different makes, and narrowed down to this certain period of time that I liked, the 95 to 99 period. Now, are those UK or... UK. China? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is before they went over to China the first time. They had the old cones, you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I was blown away because I had four of them. I was like, well, let's put the best sounding one or the most versatile one in this cab for a demo. Boy, oh boy, they all sound drastically different hmm. to the point that they could be called four different speakers. Really? I mean, it's way off. Way. Why do you think that is? So inherently, speaker construction, it can only be so tight of tolerance because the it's, you know, you think about it, it's the magnet and the yeah. wire. So the number of turns, size of wire, like you're winding a pickup and then the, the makeup of that magnet. 
speaker to speaker out of the same batch. I know they vary a little bit. I assume this is just that on top of they're all used, so they're all mm. varying degrees of mm. broken in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Let's Ted Knight the heck out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know, Jared. Sweet. I was so anyway, so yeah, but that that's yeah. So I've I've been going through I don't know about two dozen different selections and and found that out. And then I'm like, oh crap! I thought I had to narrow down to like that period of time I liked. And I I, I had a couple of just sitting on shelves because I just bought them because they were cheap. And and I put one in and it's unusable. It is so scooped for a V30. It's unbelievable. Mm. Why so. don't you just get a cabinet simulator? Yeah. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like guy. just the guy. <laughs> I've got a I've I've got. Two or three different kinds of pre-rollers you can probably test. Yeah, well, see, from the what, early seventies. When I'm going through, I, I want to keep some V30s for myself, Jared, and then everything else I want to be new current production, so I can uh, actually get l- it, purchase, sell it. Yeah, uh, I just happen to have those V30s of my own that I was like, oh, I like these, so these I'll keep these yeah. four on a shelf. So if I blow them or whatever, and then basically I found out that a couple of them for me are unusable. So, so are you going to start selling speakers now too? Yeah, I always have. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just you I, know I don't stock a whole lot, and you yeah, know, because I haven't had that option to compare. So nice. Have you have you uh, diagnosed? Uh, well, not diagnosed, but have you kind of assessed each speaker where you would? Test the uh, the ohms, you know, coming out of it. Uh, I don't know if you have. A, I doubt you have a Gauss meter to check and see if the Mm-mm. magnets Gauss is the same or. No, no, no. I haven't done anything like that. And um, as far as the impedance of the speaker, it's uh, that's a nominal impedance. Um, so you would actually have to explain that. Uh, at its resonant peak, that's the that's the impedance that's it's rated for. So, resonant peak. Resonant peak. Uh, strongest output. Okay, sixteen ohms, right? Well, it, and that's just it. Is it, it at yeah at whatever the resonant frequency is that the speaker's designed to be at sixteen or eight or four? That's the max. Okay. Um, not no. It actually that's no. usually the lowest point. Um, the impedance by of the speaker, max you mean lowest? Yes. Okay. Um, the the uh, impedance of the speaker will um will actually vary greatly over its frequency response. So. That's a whole other thing. As but. clear as an unmuddied lake. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. You can pull, actually, yes. if you pull up a frequency response chart of a speaker, <clears throat> you'll see on one will be the frequency response. Yeah. yeah. And on the other. Yeah. Warehouse other side speaker is, supply does a great job of that. Yeah. yeah. And then the other side is is impedance, showing how it changes over the frequency yeah. response. Have so. you ever tried slicing the cone with a razor blade? Mm, no. <laughs> I've never heard of that. that. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. So I shouldn't fix the holes in them anymore. No. Keep the hole. Okay, okay. If you make symmetrical holes all the way around. That's your put your finger something. through it. That goes put back your to finger the, through. the at least favorite, middle finger. The, the kinks. kinks yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He's being a, a smart guy. I know. Yeah, no, okay. I get it. Jared fell over in his chair. <laughs> I did not. Call 911. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been louder than that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, sounds like fun. So you got that sorted out or? Nope. Perfect. Nope. Nope. We'll talk about it again another six months, another six months after that. Because awesome. I'll get this sorted out, then I'll probably go to two four twelves, and then I'll go to. Four, Did you say 12s. this is for your personal rig? That you're no, no, this this for the shop. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that way I can have all the you know. Yep. Yeah. Options. So when people come in, and go, hey, I'm thinking about changing the speaker in my Vox, and I go, yep. well, okay, what do you have in there right now? Oh, you got the old whatever the a Wharfdale. Okay, so here's, Wharfdale. Yeah, remember when they had Wharfdales in them? Yeah, but that was only for a brief period of time. Yeah. 
I just swapped a pair in a guy's AC30, really? actually. Yeah. Yeah. We put in a green back <coughs> and a gold. Anika Gold. That's a great combination. Yeah. So, but that's exactly why, because I couldn't describe to him, like, I think you'll like this, and this is what I think you'll like about it. You could have sent them down to my shop, because that's what I have in my 212. Hey, you know, if you don't mind random people showing up to your door to play on stuff at loud volumes uh, for 30 minutes at a time, no. done. You don't, you don't I like that, that idea. <laughs> Blair's Listen like, to Blair, you don't Blair's want like, that. No, no. <laughs> I have to deal with that every day of my life. <laughs> that, every day cut to walk hard and, uh, and, and, oh, man. and watch Blair going, you don't want none of this, Dewey. You don't want nothing that, Dewey. <laughs> no, they have, to buy, they have to buy an arch top pick guard. That's the price. Ah, <laughs> uh, Blair, let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. Is, is, do you have to deal with a lot of speaker specific stuff at your shop? Um, you know, we do repairs. We do a good bit of repairs and we do swaps. Uh, we don't recone or, or do anything like that. There's a couple people in town. Uh, Jared, you might know somebody else. Uh, I know there's like one person in town, but getting speakers re repaired, we used to just have to send them to like uh, there's a place called Freeman and Tool in like Texas, and it was the craziest thing. If there was a busted speaker that we needed recone, like a cool old vintage speaker, we would send it to them. The instructions I got were to put it in a box with a note on it, mm -hmm. with on the note have our return address and an email, and that I never heard from them. But like a week later, I get the speaker back. And I have an invoice in my inbox and it's like, that's $120 for reconing this and this. I was like, M mystery people. It was the craziest thing ever. <laughs> but, um, no, we don't. I mean, we do swaps and, you know, we, uh, we don't like, you know, same, same. We don't really stock a bunch of them just because there are so many mm -hmm. and everyone is so specific and man, it is a labor intensive thing to be like, Hey, let's hear what these sound like. And then like you were saying, it's like, even after you do that, like it, the, each speaker could sound different just because of how beat it is or how much, you know, dopes on it and all this kind of stuff and just varying degrees of things. So we don't stock a whole hell of a lot of them, but we swap them out, you know, and uh, we try to help as best as we can with like players that have questions and like requests. But like at the end of the day, man, my ears don't sound like yours. Your head, the tone in your head is not the tone in my head that I think you're talking about. Um, yeah. So speakers are one thing that's really tricky to deal with. So I guess that's the long answer to no, we don't really deal with a lot of speakers. <laughs> no, that, that's a great, that's a great uh, explanation. And oh, you, yeah. you mentioned a word that um, is common to, to people who are around speakers a lot, but you mentioned the word dope. Uh, could, uh, would, would either you or Tony or Rob care to explain dope? We've gone through this with uh, guitar warehouse speakers. Uh, by yeah. the way, go check out those episodes. They're, they're really, really good, everybody. Well, uh, back in the 70s, that's what they would uh, refer drugs as. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Could yeah. count on that low-hanging fruit. <laughs> so you just I mean, that's the only drugs dope on I the speakers. Know, yes. Well, yeah, after you make the slashes with the, with the razor blades. Yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Well, those speakers <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Out here. too much dope. Mm -hmm. You start slashing your speakers. Yeah. <laughs> dope is a glue. Yep. It's yes. a, it's basically a quick drying kind of a varnish base maybe or something. I don't even know what it's, it's based. It smells. Yeah, it's, it looks it's like the black stuff around the yeah. the, the your, your, the dust your cap. speaker. And it's the, like right on the dust cap and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, the and like the outside. Yeah. The, yeah. So yes. it must be flexible and it must not like get super hard. It just kind of holds everything together. It's a yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. Okay, well... Um, well, not to extend this section any longer, Todd, but what's uh, going on in your music world this well, week? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Um, I, I'm uh, collecting more and more video, and, and this week uh, I was out at uh, Chase's shop, and uh, got everything uh, sanded down. I did the I, I sanded the the, the the cap down mm-hmm. on the back of Vinny. That Vinny, we are, Vinny um, the guitar that you're Vinny, the, hogging out um, weight. Yes, that we put on a diet. And I must say, I did a dang good job sanding that little jammy. Um, and Chase whoa, whoa, was even what, like, what, "Wow, what, nice what, job." You're sanding guitars. I'm sanding my guitar. Wow. Uh, yeah, follow along, Rob. So, Sorry. Um, after Blacked that, out. get the uh, liner notes. <laughs> yes, after that, uh, I did the uh, uh, the the black grain filler because mm. uh, we're making the back uh, kind of like the neck on Vinny, which is um, it's been grain filled and then painted, but then like the paint's been like rubbed off because I didn't want like a, a varnish, like a uh, heavy varnish or heavy. So is it like semi satin then, or is it like no black? It's no black and like almost, almost like just like almost like an oiled wood, like a violin kind of thing. Yes, yeah, almost mm-hmm. as if you had a giant pad of sandpaper on your belly, and while you were playing. What? For ten years? No, that's not it. Anyways, <laughs> um, and we we did a uh, he he put a, a really nice little thing on this, which I'm I'm excited to to ultimately reveal. I won't reveal it completely, oh, but I thought it was really. Is it a really dedication thoughtful. to me? It. Is <laughs> I yes. knew it. I yes. knew it. It's a big middle finger. And um, anyway, so then uh, we we went in there and, and he did a he did a, a really nice um, uh, black burst around mm, it. Uh, nice. It's, it's looking good. I'm very excited about this yeah. and um, anxious to get it back so I can uh, start playing it. So yeah, that'll yeah. be great. But more to come. I'm uh, like I said. I'm going to do show all, all the process of it because I think it's kind of neat. That's exi- yeah. exciting. And, stuff. And I felt. Lucky, because I mean, I'm in his shop. This is the guitar that he built for me. Do you ever go home? I do sometimes. Okay, I was wondering. And and he, he, you know, he's like, hey, here's what you do. You do these things. So I got to put some love into the guitar, which was kind of nice. I, yeah, I appreciated. And that. you didn't screw it up. Good for you. No, I said, man, you know, I hey, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I can do this, Chase. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe I'm going to start building guitars. Yeah. I mean, he said, oh, hey, no. don't do that, don't do that for a couple of times, but over. I think I did pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Anyways, uh, we need to uh, check in with Tour Gear because they have got some fantastic things for everybody. Tell us. Uh, Blair, I don't know if you're familiar with Tour Gear. Do you, are you familiar with Tour Gear Designs? You know, it's it's uh, ironic timing. I've actually been um, a little back and forth in, about these Tour Gear Designs because I came across them, and not only do they have every length imaginable for the patch cable but they're so small and they just look really really sleek and yeah. they're uh, flat like a crepe yeah flat i like f- crepes i like flat cables too yeah like, <laughs> so, um, they don't, so they don't kink up and wad up and get in the way and everything here's a tip don't yeah. eat the cables eat don't the crepes eat them. yes all right so uh blair then you know firsthand these are these are really uh really excellent pieces of gear to have especially if you're putting together and you're like hey I, I need to clean up my board i've got 27 different kinds of patch cables on it old ones new ones pancake ones square ones mm. the whole nine yards do it right 
get a clean job done, get all the different links you need, and get it from one place that is reputable, tourgeardesigns.com. When you load up your, your cart... You're and you're going to load up your cart. You will. And if you're smart, you're going to do that. Trust me. And I, I've loaded it up a couple times. Um, and you just need to put in the guitar knobs... In the coupon code. In the coupon yeah. code. All one word, all, all one word. Case. And you're going to get 10% off your entire order. That's an extra 10% savings on an already reasonably priced product. Beyond hey, that's reasonably a good deal. priced. Yeah. That's a good deal. You might as well load it up if you get that big of a discount, you that, know? That Absolutely. is correct. That is correct. So, uh, anyways, you need to say a big uh, fat thank you to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Thank you for sponsoring our four on the floor. Oh, hey, by the way, before before we jump into um, the noise that's about to happen, if you are, a, if you got a shop like Blair does, yeah, or like our pal out in uh, Oakland Guitars, Johnny, um, or LSJ, uh, Tour Gear is looking for smaller shops like yourselves to get into. So you need to connect with these, with these guys. Get some killer cables in your shop, okay? He, they asked me specifically, okay, uh, to, to do that. Um, at any rate, we are going to get on with this. Jared? Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. Oh, that was a nice one. <laughs> Amateur. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Blair. Yo. Of Eastside Music Supply Nashville. What is your four on the floor? Take them one at a time. Give us all the gory details. Okay. Um, well, this is uh, very, very hard to do, first of all. I know the people have said that before, but this is uh, – it's true. Trying to pick just four, that's tricky. Um, okay, anyways, uh, definitely every every time on my board, I have got some kind of hot cake overdrive um, is kind of my, my, uh, my safety net, I feel like, of my guitar tone that I love. Um, so it's been the Montreal Assembly positive for years now. Um, oh. It's just uh, – it's my favorite take on the circuit. You know, he did like the um, – he did a really cool uh, take on the, the two-knob with the like the mid-lift switch, like the old early two-knob hot cake. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man. It's something about the, the, the way that it kind of rings out and does its thing um it's my like i said it's my safety net i feel like i could take that pedal and play in a deluxe reverb or a twin reverb and i'm gonna be able to still sound like myself like with that pedal so that's number one awesome um, now something, you, you, something you said you've got some type of hot cake do you have like a small collection of hot cakes I do, and uh, there's not a whole hell of a lot of people making hotcake style drives, but I've kind of gone around the the little around the, the horn there and, and gotten quite a few of them. But um, I've got the, the the positive, as I said, and then I, he actually Scott actually came out with one called the two positive that is a uh, double hotcake, but it's in a small form faction with like a really cool uh, some cool routing options. Um, That's the blue, white, and black one, right? Yes, yeah, yes, I, we that have pedal, that one. That pedal is so good. Um, but yeah, and then the uh, you know of course the classic uh, Crowther. You know I've got uh, a few of those, and um, I don't own his double hot cake. Um, there's he makes like two hot cakes in a box, like a blend thing. I don't own that one. Um, but yeah, so I, I I tend to to stick with uh, with Scotts with the Montreal Assembly. I don't know. There's a little like less harshness to it i guess it's like less ice picky mm-hmm. here i go guitar you know descriptor words um less ice picky on his uh models and i'm 
I don't know. They just they make me feel make me feel right at home. I do, get it. Do those hotcakes come with syrup and bacon? T- Tony, these, you're so bad at jokes. <laughs> Tony, if you don't have syrup and bacon, you just got to go to the grocery store, brother. <laughs> uh, no, Tony's great at jokes. That's one of the reasons I do adore him. Oh, All right. Thanks. It's nice to be adored. That's truth. Uh, mm. Okay, so uh, you got your you got your hotcake up front, and then now what? Yep. So next is uh, is sp- speaking of brother, it's the brothers, the Chase Bliss brothers. Um, it's kind of an oldie, uh, and obviously, you know the way the market is, yada yada. They're expensive as crap at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that is just the best utilitarian dirt box for me. It's got you know the JFET side and the IC side, and you have a fuzz drive and boost on each of them. Um, so like. It just lives on the board because it really doesn't matter who I'm playing with or what style music I'm playing with. It's like if I need a fuzz, I've got two great fuzzes there or I've got a fuzz with a boost after it or I've got extra drive stacking capabilities, which I love that JFET style drive. I'm a big fan of the small sound, big sound um, uh, F star CK overdrive to keep that G rating here. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a picture when I get home because I got a special one of those. Yeah, that's there. It's uh, so sick. Um, You know, and just that, that kind of vibe um, is there, but then, yeah, it's just like, it can be too boost, you know, if you wanted to, and you're running like a low gain amp and kind of want to hit the front end. uh, You're a low wattage amp. I mean, Um, but yeah, I use that with the faves and it's like, I just have any combination of dirt. And then again, I got my safety net with my hot cake. And then I got my brothers to kind of take me, you know, to infinity and beyond, so to speak. Man, yeah, those are, um, that's, that's a nice chunk of change for those things. It is now. But see, again, this is like a lot of this, uh, gear talk for me is like, I mean, I've had that thing since before it came out, you know, like it's, it didn't cost me a crazy amount of money. I just never sold it. <laughs> and yeah. now, you know, and I don't want to sell it because I'll never buy another one because they're so expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's number three? Uh, so number three is uh, at the moment is uh, I have been hooked on the Old Blood, um, their BL series, the chorus, the the BL82. Um I am a modulation guy. I got to have like a phase, a flange, a chorus, uh, something on the board to kind of move my tone and make it wiggle a little bit. Um, And I normally have like others too, but we're only doing four. So I picked the one if I was like really trying to shove everything on like a nano pedal board, this is probably would make me happy. Mm -hmm. But um, that pedal is sick. Um, I don't know if you guys have played it yet. It's kind of a newer one um, in their series. But it's unique in the fact that you can uh, adjust the clock of the delay time, which, you know, chorus is basically all, all that has kind of got based around delay and time-based stuff. But it can get some real flangey type tones. And I'm like a big fan of the like Electric Mistress and like that whole like parked flange filter matrix thing uh-huh. where it kind of 
does uh that's how i sound like mark knopfler because i do not like strats either um and that quack makes me feel uncomfortable but that gives me that like same like cocktois kind of weird flangey thing um and the bl82 does that as well as like a nice shimmery chorus so that one's been like one that i'm like when i'm changing the board out for fun or for gigs i'm like no you stay because you could be a um pedal that you know just makes everything sound a little better um, sure. you know cool you, pedal now do you use a you ever use the expression with that so the the bl series does not have expression and i'm i'm actually it's funny because brady is a very close friend of mine we talk real regularly and it's like i've never cared about the expression capabilities of any of his pedals because they always have like hold functions or like freeze switches you know so i don't need an expression and then he releases like the bl like the reverse and the chorus and then the reverb that just came out and it's like i wish this had an expression to the clock it would make this a game changer oh, maybe, <laughs> but, maybe uh, so i'm looking at it i assumed this was an expression uh input but in the lower right hand corner oh that's the power yeah that's just the power jack everything's oh. side mounted yep Ugh. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I've got a couple pedals like that, and every time I'm like, I'm like, oh! Uh, it's Tetris, man. You yes. got to just wiggle them around and make them. Hey, you know what? Brother, you need to go get yourself some Tor Gear Designs patch cables, I, and you can put, <laughs> put everything you want inside like my side. I like it. I like that you're on the tip. Um, okay, last one. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's again kind of not fair. Um, and this one is like more left of like those three pedals specifically. I definitely love trying to pick another one's hard, man. I always got like a spacey reverb on the board because I got to have something that I can play like alone and like just be atmospheric. I'm tend to be more of a like soundscapey type guitarist, which is why I love pedals. Um, I paint pictures. I don't enter the shred dad world very much. Um, although I love metal and high gain, I just can't sweep pick or play really fast very well. Uh, so spacey reverb is normally something there, but I think more importantly, man, um, uh, I the Spaceman Voyager is the bougie version of the basically the envelope tremolo is like I got to have an envelope tremolo on the board. Uh, the Spaceman Voyager that was out years ago is probably the best one that I think has been ever been made. Again, unobtainium. Not trying to be that dude. Is that the white like, one or the black one? Well, I've got a black one. Um, the ruined edition is what they called it, and that's back when Zach was doing like limited editions of everything. And, yeah. You know, you could buy this pedal new at a reasonable price back then, um, and of course, you know, now like they're not making them, so it's six, seven hundred dollars, which is way too much money. Um, but so, ironically enough, that's the pedal that I love so much. Um, and when I was, uh, I, I worked with MXR when they were uh, releasing before they released their Tremolo. And uh, actually got them to write code for an envelope trim system that is a ended up being it was like too late in the process because they'd already had like their enclosures done and their circuit boards laid out. But it's a secret function on the MXR Tremolo that they the re-release that they did and it's got your whole nine there so you can get envelope trim out of that and it's smaller although it's side jacks as well it's smaller so i can fit another pedal on there um so it's probably that most often than not other you know envelope trim i'd go mxr just because it's small yep um and that's about uh that's about it <laughs> 
I can dig it. That's a that's a, I think maybe that's a rather unexpected um, four on the floor than maybe I I might and a have seen before. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Maybe all of them were not. It's on our it's list hard, before. man. I'm I'm a big pedal board guy. I got you know. I got 14 pedals on the board most of the time, so it's like picking four of them. I knew coming into this was going to be tricky, but those are like – that's a part of my vibe. Having an envelope-based tremolo is just so cool because you can just leave it on and just let it breathe as you're playing. Um, and it speeds up when you pick harder and it slows down on your release and it's just – it's a vibe. It's really, really rad. Yeah, I can dig it. Thank you. That's That was, uh, that was some really great ones. Um now let's see we need to find out more about not only you but the thing that you do because i i you know that is an important aspect of our collective guitar worlds so For sure tell us uh, remind us uh what it is that you do uh as your profession so i am one of the owners of Eastside music supply uh it's a guitar shop in nashville and specializing in, you know, uh, pedals, of course, because that's what we love and weird, obscure guitars and amps and uh, just kind of neighborhood guitar shop, you know? Yes. Well, in the uh, <laughs> a neighborhood guitar shop, but your neighborhood happens to be music capital USA. So uh, True. a pretty fair amount of uh, solid gear coming through there. I Oh, yeah. I, I think the f- when we met you. The first time and, and Eastside Supply, um, I that was Summer Nam 2018, I believe. Yeah, that was a while back, and yeah, you guys came. So. You guys came to one of the parties that we had after Nam, right? That's right. Yeah, and, and and you guys are still. I mean, when did you open up? So we've got our nine-year anniversary coming up here in September. Um, so it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the store that you guys came to, I'm pretty certain was the one on the corner there. Of yep. The, yep. And so we had probably just been in there for, I don't know, a few, we've been there for like seven years now, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, so, yep. But that's, uh, that's, that's a long time ago when we met, man. A long time ago. Yeah. Well, and for those who haven't been there, I'm going to set it up, but you can please elaborate. It is, it's what you, I think, would like. Let me back that up. I appreciated uh, what we walked into. It wasn't it wasn't something that made me feel like I was a stranger there. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't so uh, I guess um, homey that I, I felt like an intruder. You know, yeah. sometimes you can feel like an intruder. Sometimes you can feel like a complete stranger in a place. And I I appreciated that. Like you kind of you really do know your audience. That's uh that that means a lot that you say that man. It's just kind of uh, you know, knowing the audience is kind of the only way I feel like you can survive in this industry. It's there's too many people, there's too many guitar players, too many styles, and uh, I feel like some people try to do everything and they kind of fall short in some ways because they're trying to reach too many people. And uh, yeah, we're a small shop, so we we really we don't have the means even to try to go for everybody. So we just really uh, take what we know and what we love and who we are, and you know, kind of put our flag down. And we we have found the that there are more people like us, and you know, they dig the same kind of idea of the shop that we have kind of tried to create, like the atmosphere we've tried to create there. So that yeah. that's cool. You said that. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I, I think something else, at least me personally, I'd love to know, you, you know, your guys' opinion of, like, what you uh, like about shops and don't. I'm going to throw out there uh, one of the reasons that I felt like that is that I didn't have to search around and try to find something interesting or try to find something that, like you said, wasn't pointed to either, you know, way out of my zip code or so yeah. common that it, it wasn't interesting to me. And quite the opposite. I mean, there was a party going on there, and Jared and I were there. Tony, I don't think you... I was there. You were, you were, no, just kidding. See how soon they forget? <laughs> and and we spent the whole, almost the entire time looking at gear or, or talking to people from the show, but mostly a lot of looking at gear. Yeah. No, and, there was, and there were some very interesting oh, things, and that's... Yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference between, you know, walking into a, you know, a Sam Asher Guitar Center. I mean, you know... You, maybe in the vintage section you might find something interesting, but by and large, any of the big box stores, you're looking at the same Fenders and sure. Gibsons and things like that. Where you know, I'm always more attracted to more unusual or rare things. And certainly, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't have a budget that would allow. You yes, know, you do. To, well, okay, but um, but I prefer player grade instruments. Yeah. I mean, my yep. fa- like if I'm in New Your York, shop screams that in, in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. If, well, we've tried. I mean, like, you know, when we and I know we'll talk about when we got there, like when we opened and whatnot. But part of us opening was just kind of like we just felt like there wasn't our shop like that we wanted. Um, yeah. Nashville was not lacking a guitar shop. In fact, like we got nay said no, like, no, no, thank you on like investment. You know, when we were trying to ask for money, people are like, oh, you want to open up a guitar shop? I think Nashville's good on that. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> hey, and it's true. Hey, Jerry, I mean, get this one. Come over here. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, you got, you know, in a world of, you know, Carter Vintage and Groon and, you know, Rumble Seat moved to town and like yeah. all these people that do this stuff really well. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate a vintage guitar. Like I love it. I appreciate it. But like, Dude, I ain't buying that. I ain't got 50K or 20K or like for a guitar. Like, and I know that like I can appreciate that, but it also doesn't mean that I have to like try to sell that because I mean, just to be honest with you, the people that can like afford a $50,000 guitar are probably not my kind of people, man. Like, they live in Franklin. Yeah. Like, and not that doesn't mean that they're not good people. It's just they're not. I don't know. It's yeah, like they're, they're not just downtown. different they're strokes not for different folks, and yeah, we just the honky yeah. Talks. And yeah. what you're doing, because because it is fun to go and uh, make the rounds. I mean, that's that's one of the things we did there. We hit all we hit all the big shops. Yeah, and and it's neat because you can see some really neat stuff there. Um, sure, we get museums basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what you feel like you're walking into, and you're almost afraid to pick something up and try mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's yep, when I so saw that, a, that Selmer Zodiac, and I just about. Oh yeah, oh, those are gosh. big. Oh, that yeah, was but it's beautiful. you know that was just kind of kind of you know one of the main things. Just kind of like, man, we're players. Uh, you know, we, me and Brandon had both you know spent time on the road, and like we were kind of just trying. Even you know, it's like successful musicians that are you know very well in the pocket. You know, like financially, not all of them really care to buy a Dumble either. I mean, you got your your crowd that definitely does, but a lot of touring musicians just want good player grade gear. You know, yeah. they don't want to spend ten grand on a guitar. They want you know they'd rather have you know two guitars that are you know four grand or whatever it's like 
so I don't know. Yeah, we definitely try to, you know, we're just we're try, just trying to be who we are and have the shop that we'd want to go to. And I can't afford super expensive vintage shit, so we don't yeah. really try to get it, you know. Well, I think there's we don't want to paint a picture that this is like a, a you know like pawn shop grade stuff either by any means. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you no, guys have a selection of good stuff. Like interesting, good stuff that plays. That plays. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the difference between you know when I say a player grade instrument, that means if you wanted to, you could actually take it out that day and gig it and gig it. Yeah, sure. Versus yeah, if you absolutely. go to a pawn shop and you spend a week to to find something and tweak oh, it man. and things like that. So that's to me that's the difference. And like I was going to say, if I'm in New York, I like going to 30th Street Guitars because it's yep. the same thing. Yep. It's, it's got great deals good deals on 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 really great player grade instruments good deals on great gear yes yeah (laughs) yeah no but that's that's so true you know um when we kind of like we're starting to ship gear like the first couple years like we didn't even have like a website for like the first two years like we were slow to all that and when we started shipping guitars out and people were like, hey, you said, you know, the fret life was good, but like there's a divot here and it needs, you know, a crown. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, it needs one soon. Like you, it doesn't need it now. But and so after we got like two, two times that happened, we were just like, you know what? Everything that gets on the floor is going downstairs. Everything's getting level frets. Everything's getting polished and wow. set up. Nothing is like. So that's like something that we kind of take pride in. And, you know, we've gotten a reputation for that, you know, online with like, you know, all the the great reviews that we get and whatnot on reverb and whatnot. But it's like, hey, man, I got this guitar, pulled it out of the box, you know, and it's it's fantastic. And so we uh, you know, you're talking about being able to pick up a guitar off of the wall and it be player grade like you can go, you know, stage or studio ready. You know, it's it's right. ready to go. Man. And that's. That's because, again, like it all kind of comes back to like what we'd want. You know, I wouldn't want to spend, you know, 1500 bucks on a guitar, it's ship, and then I'm like, it's not intonated. I got to take it to my tech and have him set it up. And then right. the tech's actually, man, you need to do a fret level because this is a bunch of dead spots and no fall away and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, well, cool, my $1,500 guitar just turned into a $1,700 guitar and I won't get to play it for a week, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Right? Yeah, Yeah, I know. I say a week. Our turnaround time right now is like a month. I don't know where a week came from. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would also say that the the selection that you have is extremely wide, which is, I think, again, really helpful because that's one of those things where you could walk in and think you're going to get like, I'm looking for a new pedal. You could just easily walk out with an amp or guitar because A, you got range, B, you've got quality, and and C, you got affordability. And and those things, it's hard to walk into a shop because so many shops, either they can specialize or they can say, you know, it's not worth it for us to have... uh, you know amps in here because you know we, we can't get them played so people just don't buy them or or mm-hmm. um, we can't get the pedals because we don't want a bunch of crazy used pedals because no our clientele doesn't like those so you don't get to either um, yep. and i just really appreciate the way that you guys did your, your thing and that stuck with us ever since so when i saw you i was like yes you yeah. let's talk yeah it was good to see you yeah that's uh yeah again just like i think like right now in the shop we have like 
you know, uh, a vintage Martin hollow body electric, like sitting beside a Kramer, you know, like <laughs> it's nice. some, it's just, and the being broad and being wide is, uh, you know, we're, we like cool stuff and it's, you know, our opinion of cool uh, because everybody's cool is different, but yeah, we like to have a, a, you know, paint with a broad brush, I guess you could say, you know, I like it. When we are talking about shops and everything, we can imagine what maybe to a certain degree what that's like and all the good things. What are some of the, the difficulties that you find um, in in running a shop without necessarily diving into like the, the inner workings of the actual like core business and where you have to pay the bills and the all that blah 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 like the shop part. The man, that is a, um, that is a big old fat can of worms. And, uh, I, I love to talk about it. I, I someone probably, you know, would, uh, appreciate it. And, <laughs> but, uh, man, running the shop's crazy. Um, you know, we opened it up cause we're players. We love gear, yada, yada, yada. Here we are. You know, you had the pizza shop analogy earlier. Uh, the burnout is real. That happened where, you know, me and Brandon were at my house when we got our first shipments from like Mantic and Earthquaker and we're like, oh my gosh, we got all these pedals for the shop. And, you know, now stuff comes in and I'll play it, you know, later. Like, oh, cool. I'll plug that new pedal in like in a week. Like that happened like for a while. The burnout was real um, because, you know, running a business and running the shop on that admin side is not just like you know, coming in and playing with gear all day, which, you know, a lot of my friends are like, Oh dude, it must be so cool. Like you just get to play pedals all day. And I'm like, I wish that was like what it is, but it's not. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I've, I've got to, I'm back from burnout land and I'm enjoying gear again, which is awesome. Uh, but honestly, man, one of the hardest parts about running a shop, uh, is the, is the people <laughs> that you deal with. And I think that's like, you know, anybody's job that works in any kind of like customer service and retail. And I don't know, it could be uh, it could be considered a hot take here, but like not everybody is cool, man. A lot of people suck and a lot of guitar players in our industry suck as humans. And <laughs> how do you really feel? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. Like uh, you asked me, I'm telling you, it's yeah. like. Well, uh, yeah, now keep in mind the 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 guy who's basically <laughs> created a, a a name for himself on the internet for calling stuff out like that. Just asked you that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's true though. It's like. So, you know, as we've grown, which has been awesome, you know, we're reaching a broader audience. Um, that means more people, man. And back to it, you know, more people means more, you know, jackholes and, you know, you got to deal with them. And we are just real people at the end of the day. Um, I think there's like a, a an issue with some people that have just grown up in like, you know, Burger King culture, you know, have it your way. Customer's always right. Um <laughs> That like, honestly, man, treat us like shit and it's not okay. And, uh, so we, um, we don't, we don't tolerate it. That's like, uh, one of the cool things about not being like guitar center or something is like, I've had people just be complete, you know, jerks to my staff and, and to me and, you know, on the phone, Oh, I need to speak to a manager. And I'm like, man, I own the shop, man. You're talking to me and like, don't ever shop here again. That's fine. I don't, I don't need your attitude. I don't need, you know, your, how you're treating my people is not okay. And I don't know, man, there's a lot of people that have just been so used to just getting everything that they want. And like, 
as a human that runs a business, like I, I can't deal with that for my personal mental health. Like the smile and turn the other cheek is like one thing, but like some of these people that we deal with, man, are absolutely insane. Like I talk about it all the time. I give me five years. I'm going to put out a coffee table book that is screenshots from my reverb interactions. It's going, it is going to blow your mind, man. The things that people will say to you blindly over the internet are insane. Right. And it makes and, it even that much worse when, when if, if you think about the shop that you've created and why you created it and the people that you handpicked to put in there. Yeah. That, that's that's a that's a radically different scenario that people obviously are not picking up on. Not not everyone, and that's the thing. I feel like, like I said, people are so used to just you know sending an an email back, you know, to to a big commercial entity and just you know bitching about something, and then they get this email back that's like, "We're so sorry, John. You can here take your. Um, we're going to give you a coupon for a hundred dollars off because you had a bad experience and blah blah blah." And like some of the stuff is just like, I mean, not to say that we don't make mistakes, and like we love taking care of our people. Like that is customer service is huge for us. Yeah. But at the same time, like I am not okay with being walked on as a human and like if that means you're going to leave me a bad google review and never shop with me again then bye and like you're going to tell all your friends and it's like dude sometimes it's like i'm like please tell your friends because if they like you that means i probably won't like them either so like y'all just go on and go shop at sam ash or whatever i'm not gonna I'm, i don't need it like you're your, you know, pedal purchases for the next five years that you're, you know, or whatever. It's like, I don't, I don't, I would rather not have to have the mental strain of dealing with you and having to like tell my, like my staff and my, our crew, like, listen, man, just, 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 you know, you just got to like, you just got to let them, let them have what they want, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And that's, that's, that's like that's a, gutting as a manager. It, it Well, it is. It's just, yeah. it's as a human, man, as a human, like you can't like, I don't know. Yeah. Be real. We're we're authentic people, and at the end of the day, we want to be treated like that. And uh, we give people an incredible amount of attention and uh, you know care. And when you're in the shop, man, like we we'll give it. We give everybody the red carpet. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, well, but you come it, in so, with uh, a dude. It's like not okay. On that we, note of the red carpet and all the good stuff. Now you 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 gave us the bad side of the penny. What's the shiny side of the penny when it comes to that? Oh, there's a shiny side for sure. I mean, running the shop, like I was talking about earlier, I get to play so much sweet stuff. Um, I get new gear before it comes out, and that's kind of exciting. And you feel like, you know, you know something that no one knows about. And it's like, you know, like the the Old Blood pedal that just came out, that BL, you know, series, the Reverb, and the, the new Chase Bliss and Empress collaboration. It's like, you know, knowing about that but not being able to tell anybody is like – that's just exciting. <laughs> and like, and so that's kind of cool. And then, yeah, you know, you meet great people too, like, because not everyone sucks. Um, don't get me wrong. We have like, I, I do have faith in humans overall, uh, kinda. Um, but the, uh, the shiny side is there are just a lot of great people out there and a lot of great people in this industry. And I've been able to build some of my best friendships with some of these people and, uh, you know, just builders and players, uh, alike and even other store owners. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of good people that, that we've met and a lot of fun stuff, you know, like, I mean, 
you know, when we went to Anaheim, like, you know, that's, hey, oh, I got to go to, I got to go to California because it's NAM and I might see Todd, you know, and it's a, it's a business trip. And uh, so there's definitely, you know, shiny side of the penny for sure. Yeah. Um, Lots of fun little things. You have, as you said, you you got a shop on the corner in what, you know, Nashville's a big city, but it's also a small city at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the bigger places, we all have talked about, like, man, it's so so nice when you have a place where you can go. And I I don't want to get all, like, cheersy on everybody, but there is an element to that when you you have, especially around a... uh, something you're enthusiastic or passionate about and you kind of can go and feel kind of at home at and, 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 uh, talk to the people and they'll recognize you and say, actually, I just got this thing in, man. I can't wait. You're going to, you're going to love this. Do you, do you think that, that, that that is what people are finding at, at, I'm, I'm speculating, but I'm. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's the, the vibe we, you know, set out to intentionally create. Um, you know, even the people that are a part of the crew, it's like, you know, they're, they're all solid people that feel the same way, um, that we, we kind of have a, um, a, we're kind of a culture there at the shop that we've, you know, tried to create with our local music community, which is such a big deal to us, uh, being there locally and being able to support what's going on, um, in our hometown, which is like, you know, you talked about Nashville's music is insane. There's 300 shows a night within a five mile square radius of each other half of them are free and you know the guy playing guitar is six times better than you and he served your sandwich at lunch the mm-hmm. uh, you know the same day like it's insane the amount of talent there but um yeah the shop the shop on the corner there is cool and uh we see it all man we see it all like it i like it yeah rob yeah, yeah i actually have two questions for you number one i'm talking about gear um I hear that you have some new pedal companies. Um, do you have also carry new guitar brands and new amp brands as well, or is it are the guitar? Yeah, so so I've uh, again just harping back into like what I've always loved um, and what Brandon's always loved. We we uh, the the short answer is yes, we do. Um, it's kind of more leaned towards the smaller builders. Um, we carry a, a few luthiers, uh, scale model guitars, uh, Nest Customs. Um, revelator stuff. Uh, you know, we get in some, some new guitars every now and then, uh, same thing with amps. We carry Benson amps new. Um, you know, we worked with third power for a little while as well. Love what they do. And, uh, but for us, man, um, you know, I, I've bought one new amplifier in my whole life, one, and I've bought, one new guitar in my whole life and I didn't even buy it. My parents bought it for me when I was a kid and it's like everything else has been used. And so that's kind of like, I don't know, again, back to the like, kind of like keeping it wallet friendly and player grade. Like, you know, you buy a brand new guitar, you losing a little money when you leave the car lot, so to speak. Uh, and, um, and also like when we opened up just the retail, you know, with a lot of the bigger brands to be like Mm -hmm. a, a Fender dealer or a Gibson dealer or, you know, you have to buy everything and you have to yep. like commit to like this certain quota per year. And 
I mean, we were such a small shop. I was like, dude, you're, I don't even have that much money for the whole store, let alone just to carry a guitar brand. So yeah, I don't think most people went, when I used to, I managed a retail location for many years too. And yeah. uh, and people would come in and uh, like, we carried Epiphone at one point and, um, and they're like, why don't you carry Gibson? I'm like, cause that would take another quarter million dollars. Yeah. And, just and, to- and, they, and the customer would laugh and be like, no, I'm dead serious. And then yeah. we'd have to re-up within the first three months of the next year with another quarter million, whether we yep. sold the last years or not. <laughs> yep. And sometimes you don't even get to pick what you get. And yep. I, I, you ain't stocking my store for me. I'm yep. stocking it. And it's like, so that's kind of how it started. But, you know, we do love, uh, we, we do still think there are a lot of really cool people building amps now. Um, you know, I mentioned the only amp I ever bought new, I bought a science amp street sweeper from Alex. I know you guys, uh, yeah. have, he's been you know, on the show at some point. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, again, like that's the only new amp I ever bought and I love it. I still love it. I still play it all the time. Um, but, and I would carry Alex's amps, but he can't even keep up with his own build. He's selling them direct, which is so cool. Like I'm stoked for him, you know, that he gets to do that and still tour. And, uh, but yeah, so it's like, you know, would I like to carry a few other brands? Like, yeah, if I could like go pick like six guitars from Gibson and six from Mm -hmm. Fender, then I would love that. But like, that's just not how the industry yeah. has been. And I think that it's kind of starting to lean towards a way where people kind of, um, I don't know, uh, a good example of that was with when we started carrying Boss and Roland. Um, they had, you know, always had a big, big buy in. If you're going to do Boss, you got to do Roland, you got to do the whole nine. You know, you can't just get some Boss pedals. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of talking to the guy at NAM actually, and was just like, man, we love pedals. We are the go-to shop in town and we love boss pedals. We grew up on boss pedals. Like y'all need to be in the store, but I can't, I can't spend 50 grand on boss and rolling products. Like if you can let me tinker some in here, you know, and we ended up being able to work that out, which was incredible. That's awesome. But uh, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's the same way. I think the industry is kind of leaning towards that a little bit with uh, some of the, the bigger brands. Um, but yeah, that's the the long answer to the. We do sell some new guitars and amps, mostly small uh, brands. You know, none of the big guys. But then the pedal selection is insane with new brands, and we also have a, just a ridiculous used collection that's constantly changing. Awesome. Are you uh, noticing any trends, or is there something specifically that your customers are asking for recently? You know, these days. You know, it it comes and goes. Uh, it's always. It's always so surprising, um, the industry. Some things you can see coming from a little ways away, uh, and then some things catch you completely off guard, uh, whether it's you know somebody's, oh, there's a John Mayer rig rundown, and he plays this pedal. And, man, I've had you know 17 of these sitting collecting dust, and all of a sudden they're all <laughs> gone in a day. And I'm like, wait, what happened? I miss, I miss something. And then I'm like, I go, try to go order more. I'm like, well, let me get 10 more of these real quick. And they're like, oh man, we just got hit with a big order. It's going to be like three weeks. So, um, but you see that of course. And then, you know, um, other than that, sometimes, uh, you know, with now with, with what Josh is doing with the JHS show, it's like, that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a whole merry-go-round circus and, you know, tent with all the, the old nine with what's going to be the next coolest thing. It's like, you know, and I think it's great what he's doing. Like it's I remarkable. love, 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 love his, he's doing so much for the culture of our yeah. industry that people might not even realize, but he is a true historian. 
And I know you guys have probably joked about it too, but yeah, he's in a museum. Open up a museum, Josh, if you hear this. Yeah. I've no, we actually said that. that on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've told you once, I'll tell you on a podcast, Josh, open up a museum. Just do it. Let us go see everything. Let the public come. But yeah, what he's doing is so cool, but that affects the market. And uh, yeah. You know, yeah, like a, a rig rundown or, you know, uh, or obviously the, the thing, too, with like hustle culture and everybody trying to flip everything, which don't get me started mm. on that. Um, but <laughs> no that's didn't. like a whole thing where it's like or do if you like to ruffle feathers, we do it. I'm down. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, oh, such and such is uh, we're not making any more of these. This is going to be done. And then all of a sudden they're all gone and you can't find them. And so it, watching the trends in the gear is is pretty is pretty funny, man. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, uh, hit makers, for sure. Uh, I think uh, Jared uh, it was uh, oh yes for a good question here. I, so uh, I've been into your shop a couple of times, and yep. both were the summer nam. And uh, so the amp that I bought from you, um, I ended up selling that to the fellow who bought my business. And crazy. I sold it to him because I didn't want to carry it up the steps. <laughs> it was so heavy, but that's probably one of my one of the best amps I had. And I, I loved that amp and I had so many things. Uh, Zach wanted it worse than me. So I sold it reluctantly, knowing that I can always come back and play it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I just I just wanted to share that story on here quick. But my question was. Yep. What's the coolest piece of gear that, or your favorite, coolest, favorite, something memorable that has been in your shop? Is this something that I didn't buy or something that I might have bought? Because that's two different answers. Give us both. <laughs> Give us um, both, yeah. Okay, um, I think probably, uh, probably my favorite piece of gear that has come through the shop that I bought – um, this is kind of a vanilla answer is just a Rickenbacker 330 that actually felt good in my hands um, that I love so much. He's uh, a Rickenbacker guy. He loves it. It took me, man, I, wa I wanted to like Rickenbackers since I was a kid, and every one of them that I played, it was just like, ah, nope, like my hand does not like this string spacing and this neck shape. Uh, and I used to joke around anyone that would bring one into the shop to sell on consignment or to trade or, you know, whatever. Um, I'd always be like, oh, let me see it real quick. Let me see it. And I put my hand on it and I'm like, nope, not mine. And, and one day one came in and I was like, oh, God, uh, what do you want for this? <laughs> um, so and that's still one of my, you know, kind of number one. What model was it? I mean, uh, I know what model, but like uh, color. It's a 330. It, well, it's, a, it's the Jet Glow black with white uh, guards oh, cool. and stuff. And I actually um, just blacked it all out, which was it's Ooh, so sick. That's cool. Um, but you can't – I don't know if you guys know this, but you probably do. But Rickenbacker is not very cool with people making aftermarket parts. Um, they, they like to like really shut that down. Um, and apparently like if I wanted a replacement pit guard for this Rick, I was going to have to send them my white one and pay like $150 for like a different one. No, that's um, that's the trust. Tony. That's the truss rod cover. They're very sensitive about truss rod covers. But so, yeah, in so terms you know of the what guards, I'm talking about. Yeah, so the guards have never been a problem. In fact, uh, Rickenbacker and I have a really good working relationship. And Nice. Yeah, well, yeah. I – I got don't I'm sorry, but I bought mine from some guy in Greece because it was <laughs> it's it was a black truss rod cover. That Did it looks, come with lamb? 
<laughs> no, but it comes with a made in USA stamp that's raised exactly like it should be. So, oh, wow. yeah, oh, yeah. The a, yeah, the trust rod covers. I, I mean, I, I guess I can understand them trying to protect. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, or well, then sell me one, Rick. Like, you know, John, yeah. John at Rickenbacker, it's like, let me buy a different colored trust rod cover without making me jump through hoops and send yeah. you my broken one. Like, I just want a different color, you know? Yeah. But I, I think he was worried about people like, making fake guitars and putting their, you know, trust rod cover on the Greco Bacher or whatever. Oh, yeah. I hey, yeah, I totally get yeah. that. But yeah, it's, it, it does make it difficult the for Rice and, Rice and Bacher. If you, if you want to, <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to customize something, yeah, you're right. It does make it really difficult. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's probably my favorite thing that I've kept. Um, uh, the, the thing that I've, there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes in. And as I mentioned, I got jaded for a while after seeing so much cool stuff. It's like, we'd have really great gear come in. It's like, Oh man, you see this seventies Les Paul classic. I'm like, Oh cool. Yeah, that's cool. I'll plug that in later. You know? Um, but, uh, the one thing that I wish I would have gotten is there was an old, there's a JCM that came through. Um, and I'm not a Marshall guy, but man, this amp ripped. And uh, it was one of those, I was like, man, I should just, this is the Marshall. I should just buy this Marshall. It's like an 80s JCM 800, and it was like, it's gone. <laughs> and so I never got to buy that. But uh, that was probably, I don't know, it's kind of lame vanilla answers, but things that moved me. I mean, we've gotten all the rare pedals and love tone stuff and all the cool, weird stuff that has come through and gone. And I don't know, I appreciate it all, but I think that's probably the only thing I think about that I should have snagged that I didn't. Yeah. JCM 800, and, yeah. And you say you also do consignments at your shop, too? Yeah, man. We're a buy, sell, trade, consign. Eastside Music Supply, Nashville, Tennessee. Perfect. Perfect. We try to do gear, Cupid, man. You know, if you got gear that you don't want, uh, and we're very honest about that, too, you know, just kind of like as far as, well, if you want us to buy it, like, I can't give you that much because we're going to do a fret level on it. We're going to put a bunch of money into it and make it nice. And I don't know when I'm going to sell it. But, like, if you want to trade and I can get give you something now that I already have, then, like, we can give you a little bit better value, you know, for your for your gear swapping that we're doing. But we try as best as we can to be reasonable. Um, most of our, you know, like I said, most of our customers know, know that that's the vibe. Like, we got to pay the bills, man. Like, yeah, we're an actual – we're, and we're an actual store, you know, we're not just like a website in a warehouse, which is like a whole nother thing in the industry that is unique in my position as a music retail owner um, versus just a player and like, you know, uh, someone who likes to collect or whatever. Like, you know, a lot of these shops out there are just uh, they're not paying um, commercial re uh, rent <laughs> and yeah. they're not paying for, uh, you know, 10 people to be full full time employees at livable wages and things like that to where it, it makes it a little harder for us to, you know, we got to be able to got to make, make a little money at the end of the day. But everybody knows that. And so we, we do it all. Yeah, we buy, sell, trade, consign, do it all. Fantastic. Blair, it has been an absolute delight talking with you um, and learning about your shop. And I hope a whole lot of people that may have gone down for the Nashville experience um, or, or are planning on that swing in and check out what you guys are doing. And I appreciate and I'm grateful that you guys are out there doing that. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. 
Uh, we got uh, we got a swing in to Jared's house, huh, Tony. We're gonna hop in the El Camino. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna make uh, make Rob Simmons in between you and you and That's Jared. Right. And also, well, we were in a Mini Cooper last week. So. You got a big ham in it. Yeah. Uh, where are we going today? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jared's house. It's time for <laughs> Would You. So you're walking down the street and a tour manager for two famous big bands. Everybody knows who they are. They ask you if you like ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne. Hmm. He asked you, hey, man, can you fill in for one of our bands? We got two shows going at once uh, over, you know, your uh, Kansas City Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri. There's two shows going on. Is that Max's Kansas City? I don't know. Anyway. Tony. The first band would be ACDC you're going to play for. But they don't they don't care to mingle with you, so you're stuck eating the catering food that has been sitting around for a while, like fish and warm tartar sauce. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I love both thing, of those. Yeah. And the bathroom you have access to is a tired old full porta job, mm. right? Oh. TP all over the place. No number twos there. But the gear now. Remember, you you have to eat the the fish, the old sitting out fish, and the warm tortoise sauce. So okay. yeah. Anyway, the gear is vintage Gibson and Fender, like top of the line guitars with the top of the line pedals and amps, like. They have the best stuff. Even yeah. the red SG that Angus left for you to play. The second show is Ozzy Osbourne. So he's got fresh catering, nice clean facilities that the uh, cleaning crew just got done spraying. Lots of Lysol in. So you know it's fresh. Jared, where's the Lysol? That's right. But the equipment is scarce because the missing guitar player took the good stuff. You're left with one Fender Bass 6, and you will have to play lead guitar on that. Ooh. Wow. Which show are you going to fill in for? And you're super starving, too, so you have to. What are the bathrooms like on the Aussie show? Absolutely clean and fresh. Lysol. Mm. Yeah, like, and, and 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 a killer spread of food. The food is is like uh, no warm fish and no warm. Tartar All right, sauce. go ahead, Tony. Well, you know, Todd. Yes, intimately. Really? Yes. Wow, interesting. We'll talk about that after the podcast. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think, gosh, playing lead on a bass six is damn near impossible. I mean, if you're playing bass as a guitar player i guess you could muddle through but to play lead guitar mm, i don't think you gotta so. do with what you got yeah do i is it required that i eat the warm fish and tartar yes sauce? you're starving you have to eat you have to eat that yeah i can't just run through taco bell or something right no you have to gamble and eat it okay um hmm I think that I could probably do more ACDC tunes than than uh, Aussie tunes, especially playing 
lead on a base six. So I'm going to go with option one, eat the fish in warm tartar sauce. And uh, will there be a case of Pepto-Bismol? There'll be a case of something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what I'm going with. I'll do it. Yeah, I'm doing the ACDC. That's fantastic. Rob? It's terrible. Uh, I hate these things. Uh, How do you really feel? I'd go number two. Oh, well, if you had the fish, you will. He's going number two. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with number one. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I mean, version one. How the, are you going to play lead on a base six? I won't. I, I will do my very best, and I'll I'll just stand there and be like, look what I have Rob, to do with you're it. You're a very good guitar player. But he is. He's a good player. Enough. But I'm going to be on stage at least. If I, if I go with option one there with yeah. the ACDC thing, I might make it, what, three songs into the set and then have to excuse myself? Uh, yes. So, I mean, it's like, well, I mean, at least I'll be on stage for the hour with Ozzy. <laughs> you can okay. John Entwistle leads. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Jared, about yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to gamble. I'm I'm gonna gamble big time uh, because I have a lot of self confidence and I'm gonna wear white jeans as well. Oh man! <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and eat the warm fish uh, and the warm tartar sauce mm. and have a Gibson SG. And if I have to take it into that's, the bath, so like into the John with me while it's plugged oh, in, I didn't know that was an option. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Nice, uh, Blair. What are you doing? I mean, you ain't playing Bark at the Moon with a base six, man. That just ain't happening. <laughs> and and I'm not going to an Aussie show unless they're playing that song. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the fish and ACDC. I can bang out three chords and let Angus rip all day long. Um, I cannot take the place of any of those guitar players uh, for Aussie. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Uh. Uh, okay. Odd. What are you gonna do, brother? I'm going with Ozzy. Number one, because I'm gonna enjoy the food. And number two, because all I gotta do is pinch harmonics all night, and nobody's gonna know the difference. Oh, so I'll take the bass. that's only like four I'll take records the worth of stuff. And Dude, oh, you it doesn't no, matter. No. It, 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 you it, 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 that's the recorded part. Oh no no no! That, that's, yeah, because Zach that's, Wild just but, did but, all. It, but Zach's only four albums. I know, but he but the, it's all I have to do is Shaky do, Lee. Randy I know stuff. that, but he, they're not playing the shows. Well, I know, but you got to cover their songs. But but he oh, did. Ah, wow. see, I'm just picking up where he left off. I see what you mean. The pinch harmonic uh, Pinch harmonic Meister. on a bass yes. six. That's yeah, all I got to do. Just go. It'll be more like thud, thud, thud. That is true. That is a would you rather hack from Todd Novak. Yes, I hacked it. Thank you. I hacked into it. And I win. I'm a driver. I'm a winner things are going to change. I can feel it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was really cool. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared. We need to say a thank you. Yes. To our, uh, to some very important people. Yes, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, how do you become one? Well, quite easy. Head over to patreon.com and, uh, Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron, a hero of the podcast. Yes. 
Uh, each level comes with some very, very nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer, there's we one. We need th- another hero. We don't need. We do need another yes. hero. I need yes. a yes. hero. Yes. Um, That's another good one. Yeah. Okay. But there's one thing more in addition to the thank you gifts. Jared, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now as Todd rolls his hands, meaning I should go faster. <laughs> so special thanks to these executive producers, Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mikey D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, James White, Justin Jones, <laughs> Anthony Gemolero, uh, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. All right. But, Todd, there's more because we have a special group of executive producers. We call them our Grand Poobas. These fine folks get a fez to wear upon their heads whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. Yes. And there's some other very nice thank you gifts and things. So check that out. Check out some of the reveal packages. So special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van, Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, and our poet emeritus, Matt Hart. That is correct, Amundo. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we need to say a colossal thank you to Blair White of Eastside Music Supply for joining us on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. I would love to come back and complain more often. <laughs> uh, we will have you back on at some point. Yeah, that door is wide open for you, man. Um, where can people go and get your stuff? Uh, EastsideMusicSupply.com, Eastside Music Supply on the old Instagrams and Facebook and socials. Um, you know, type it in the Google search machine, and we you will be uh, you will be led to our destination. Perfect. And if you if you can't or are, are not necessarily in the market for a piece of actual gear, go get some merch. They've got merch. a ton of great merch. Yes. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff that we're about to do. Uh, we're we're like a duck. We're just chilling on top, but we are paddling like hell underneath. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of really cool stuff we're excited about that did not uh, get to talk about on the grant on the podcast here. But uh, yeah, take a the the email list on the website does not suck. It's not a crazy marketing email. We send it like once a month, and it's always got fun stuff, cool little discounts and weird exclusives. And that's where you kind of find out about like the 
new merch drops or hey we just got 10 ktrs in stock on the website for regular price that kind of thing so awesome, do that awesome. that's good i dig it um i'm into that uh, i if i'm not i'm all, i am gonna sign up for that because i love hearing about new stuff especially merch it's it's cool collecting shop merch man that's a whole other thing in it's of itself yeah oh yeah uh awesome. tony baloney where can people get your stuff yeah, head over to pickguardian.com check out some of the stuff that i do some of it's available right there for you to purchase but by and large what i do is custom work so shoot me an email let me know what you're trying to do what you need and I will take very good care of you. I know you will. Yep. Rob, out about yourself. Madco Amplification on Instagram or send me an email, info at madcowamplification.com. Yeah. And uh, Blair, if if you if you need a, a kindred spirit uh, who likes to call out the, the maddening things of the uh, gear world, then uh, go check out uh, Mad Cow Amplification. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, well. follow, I'm following it right now. It's <laughs> great. It's great. Uh, yeah, let's go. Jared, how about yourself? <laughs> so if you want to message me, talk to me about gear, all good. Jared.allen.brandon and check out the project I'm in, Stranger Remnant. We have under 100 followers. Help us get over a big giant number of 100. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Evil laugh to follow. Yeah. Wow. You, you can shoot me an email, Todd at the guitar You can also DM me on Instagram at guitar knobs. We'd love to hear from you. Share your stories. Tell us what's up. Tell us what you think of the show. Throw rocks at me. Do whatever. Um, Rocksfortod.com. Yeah. And uh, please. Valentino's. Uh, yeah. Go check out. We've got uh, our uh, the first of four singles that are dropping. Um, it is. Uh, it's. It's called Hands Tied, and it's burning up the charts. And uh, <laughs> Hey, also, how about protecting your knobs? Yes, protect your knobs. Go to flinteffects.com and get a little piece of gear called a stomper to protect your, uh, hopefully your favorite, maybe not your favorite, whatever, uh, piece of gear such as a, uh, an HX stomp or an H9D an H90 uh, or, or various other pieces of, of uh, multi just go to the gear. site see yeah. what's available I'm running on my You're tongue is running it. away from me alright ladies and gentlemen we've had a good time we hope you have too have a fantastic guitar weekend subscribe <laughs> Frankenbeans Frankenbeans no worries can I scratch my, my microphone no you can't alright here we go yep uh, you bastards. Uh. <laughs> it's so easy to get Todd going. Anyways. That, so that can't be on the thing. It's not so on the thing. thing. All right. I'm, let me let me just I'm gonna sign can you out hear me? and read. Name again? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. I, I was just going to try uh, to sign out and sign back in and oh, see if that's good. I can. Oh, What? You're gonna, Rob! You're gonna surprise Jared. us with the would you rather. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, is it sounding crazy and echoey to y'all? Like, I just, I mean, I could do it from this speaker, but it, I don't want the sound quality yes. to suck. How am I? Too hot? <laughs> Hang on, Jared. Jared. No, Blair needs Hello. to leave and come okay. in. No, he just came fourth in. Back. You pop in. This is my fourth time here. Jared, pop back in. Do you have a pen I can click? <laughs> okay, no. No, I. <laughs> Please don't stop. Okay, okay. Let me just do this. Okay. Right. <laughs> Tony, please just let me get through this. Yeah, just a couple of things that, that for housekeeping, 
housekeeping. For sure. How many have fluffy pillow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's a bit. Are a you giving vibe. it away right now? That's the whole thing. No. Okay. He's just, he was <laughs> trying to. Said, no. He was trying to run <laughs> it past you. <laughs> Yeah, no. that's the equivalent of uh, a little kid with a face full of chocolate saying, did you eat the cake? No. <laughs> Sounds kind of psychosomatic. Yeah. It is and I, they had to basically do two terrible. Can you guys hear me? And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time